than Atlanta, Dallas, or Indianapolis. Boston's Back Bay has only about 40 small blocks. Beacon Hill, but 20, and the other areas, though physically close, seem as far away from what we consider Boston as Staten Island and Queens from New York as we think of it. Chicago, too, has a small center. The core really just centers along a short stretch of Lake Michigan and the Miracle Mile. When contemplating the sheer immenseness of New York, as we think of it, one can tune in to the unique aspect of aloneness and privacy of individuals in the city. You can be far more alone in this city than in most wilderness areas. When you come upon a tent or traveler in the wilderness, they hail you. In New York, everyone passes you by, seemingly too intent on their next footstep to even say hello or nod at you. This isn't so true in Boston, Chicago, or San Francisco. In L.A., there is no there, there, much like the other, more modern American cities, such as Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, or Phoenix. So they are incomparable with New York, and particularly the New York of this age. Our New York, on the island of Manhattan, up to Harlem, has a there, there, with a marvelous privacy to accompany it. No other American place quite has that, and this is where this story steps off as we examine one of the golden ages of New York. Buildings come and go, controversies rage, such as is it Avenue of the Americas or 6th Avenue? Do we pick at the L.A. Dodgers for leaving Brooklyn when they take on the New York Yankees, now of New Jersey, wherever that is, as a true New Yorker believes? New York City draws people to it as moths to a flame. They come for the arts, business, life, or writing, and the theater. They come to act, perform, prosper, or just be there. This importing of talented, enthusiastic people with aspirations, hopes, and dreams injects New York daily with more enthusiasm than any other city in America, especially in the period we are discussing. Paris and London have some of that effect in Europe, but we are not speaking of Europe except, perhaps, in contrast. As Fitzgerald and Hemingway went to Paris to write about America, Willa Cather went to New York to write about Nebraska. Not Chicago. Pittsburgh would not do for her. It had to be New York. Fitzgerald captures this spirit with Gatsby and Wolfsheim in New York. Gatsby could be the glorious symbol with his monogram shirts and endless New York parties at his mansion. Wolfsheim would make the money in the background or back office, as so many sweaty New Yorkers did in our period in the garment district, novelties, rent apartments, and other such gritty things that seemed to underpin the grand strokes of the Fortune 500 companies of this era headquartered in New York. By the end of our period, many would migrate to Dallas, Houston, and L.A., but not yet. They did so almost at the tempo of the sports teams moving on or franchises setting up shop elsewhere in Seattle, Phoenix, and even smaller towns such as Minneapolis, in Salt Lake City. 
What would fill the seeming vacuum in New York? New energy of wealth for Wall Street and the world rich for